Welcome to Crazy Bob Kaplansky's Used Furniture Warehouse. You can now support Crazy Bob at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. We've got all your used furniture needs under one roof. We've got gesture fields. We've got sofas. We've got sectionals, ottomans, love seats, recliners, other couch furnitures, chairs, cabinets, tea, cozies, uh, lady antebellums. Well, you're not... You're not here for furniture. Oh, you're you're here for Bob's other business. When something strange is in your neighborhood kind of business. Something's weird that doesn't look good. Yeah, it's the door at the back. Give it a knock. Let them know you didn't know who to call. They'll like that part. And listen, I know you call them the Ghostbusters. But around here, they're the terrible warriors. Welcome back to Terrible Warriors. I am your ghost master, Mike the Birdman Dot from ThisWeekInGeek.net. And I am joining you in tonight's adventure, which we've now called Ghostbusters Now Hiring. I am not alone, though, as we trek through the city of Toronto. I am joined with... Cameron Dunn. I'm Tom. He is an evil genius white from Weird Video Games. I'm Derek Derek. Bard from Chasing the Muse, interrupting Tiff. And I'm Tiff on Solo Compton. So yes, guys, as you heard during Ghostbusters Day, which was on July 15th this year, the new movie from Paul Feig opened to fairly decent critical acclaim. People really, really, really like it. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. And we kind of gave it our own spin to it as we introduced the Ontario chapter of the Ghostbusters run by crazy Bob Kaplansky. And what happened is we did our new hire, Doug, played by Tom. He's an evil genius <laughs> white. His first day, literally his first hour on the job, he's been assaulted by a bucket, met a dude bro named Chad, and now things are going wrong at the Air Canada Center in Toronto as he's just witnessed Don Cherry being having a nice chat with the ghost of Mr. Hockey himself, Gordy Howe, and Ron McClain being slimed by yet unseen en- entities. However, That's right. A guy named Chad. A guy named Chad. <laughs> the dude, bro- I think his name was Dude Broski or something. We called him you that? did, in fact, call him Broski. Broski. <laughs> so, yeah, Chad Broski, um, who works at Crazy Bob as their secretary slash furniture mover slash we don't know why he pay him, considering he spends all his paychecks on muscle powder. But hey, literally that's, snorting at. That's what we do here. So we join our Ghostbusters. Uh, we're actually going to switch uh, scenes a little bit here, and we're going to join Tiffany's character of Agnes Voorhees. I'm sorry, I just that that name. <laughs> With her friend, Alice Krueger. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, so anyway, we join Agnes, who happens to be sitting at home, hanging out with Cam's character, whose name is... Philip Braxton. Philip Braxton. You guys are sitting down. You got Where Where do your characters live in terms of Hamilton or Toronto? Approximate like area. In a, in a condo just downtown. Okay, so you guys are sitting at your condo downtown. You've managed to... You've made a pretty good commission off of Crazy Bob, so you're able to live a little bit of the good life, so to speak, there. And you've got a couple of your friends over. You're watching Hockey Night in Canada because, hey, it's the first game of the year for the Leafs. Everybody's excited, and you happen to know your boss is down there getting the slime farms collected for the year because, hey, everybody loves the Maple Leafs on the first night of hockey. And you want to get the slime out of there while it's still relatively happy before it turns into a ectoplasmic slime monster of epic proportions. But for tonight, it's the night. However, though, as you and Cam are sitting there, you notice things immediately start going wrong. As you're watching the ice there, you see uh, one of the hosts down there talking. You notice pink slime start to run down the camera lens. Oh, shit. Um, what are you guys going to do? Um, Philip, I'm going to suggest we get the fuck down there. (laughs) Good idea. All right. (laughs) So you guys decide to run out of Agnes's apartment. And Agnes, you have the company vehicle tonight because, hey, it's your night to wax it. 
Well, awesome. Okay, well, we should probably take that down to the stadium. All right. So you guys load up into Ecto-1, which, unfortunately, since our last adventure, which has Dr. Wiley climbing on my face. Sorry. <laughs> um, cat sit down. Wow, this, we took a weird segue into Mega Man right there. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Dr. Wiley is the kitten who is my best friend in the whole wide world. Oh. Um the Ecto-1 has been upgraded since the old ice cream truck unfortunately gave up its ghost long ago and now sits rusting in the back of Crazy Bob's. However, do I you... thought the ice cream truck was destroyed during the North Bay thing. Well, that's the funny thing about things in Ghostbusters. Just when you think they're gone, they seem to come back. So you literally have a ghost ice cream truck literally parked in the back of your place. But it, told, but it had that... Really, like, weepy finale, where it was, where it was basically, you know, um, I, I was, I, I am and always will be your friend moment. Well, oh it, makes... it sacrificed itself for us. Well, it's... Do not impute the sacrifice of our ice cream truck, Todd. All it does now is make sure that you always have a parking spot. Whenever you're there, it slowly fades away. Aww. It guards your parking spot eternally vigilant. <laughs> Not much of an afterlife, but hey, it's a living. It's so a, it's my parking it's a dead age. Not the what it deserves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hell of an afterlife. So, as you guys rush down to the ACC, you can hear literally so the screams of thousands of people utterly panicking. Um, what are you guys going to do? You, you guys are probably a good 10, 15 minutes away just because of traffic. Hmm. Luckily, there is a small television set inside the new Ecto One, which is kind of like more like an Ecto SUV. So it's got a lot. Of, it's got a lot of the new latest gear. A lot of this was actually donated to you by a former Ghostbuster. Uh, if you guys remember Sue Ann McGucket, who was one of the former Ghostbusters, she left a sizable donation to the team before she left. Part of which pays the rent. Part of which was quote-unquote, get some new damn wheels, quote-unquote. And this is what was picked, though not by Crazy Bob. This is what happened when you let Chad Dude Broski get a hold of a car brochure. Is it a Hummer? <laughs> yeah, basically. Is that want a Hummer? Awesome. Yeah, it looked cool. He's like, that looks cool. That'll definitely get some tail, man. So roomy. <laughs> yeah. And all leather seats. Um <sighs> So, All right, Philip, you better get back in there. Uh, get back in the back and look at the screen. Tell me what the hell is going on, because I'm trying to weave through, through traffic so we can get there. I'll get right on that. All right, okay. so, Philip, as you're looking at the screens there, you can see the Hockey Night broadcast. You look inside, you can see the benches where the Leafs and the Toronto, or the Leafs bench and the Montreal Canadiens Benches have animated and are li literally throwing players into the stands. <laughs> Both of the hockey nets have eaten the goaltenders. They've got them trapped inside. And all the retired all the retired jerseys that were hanging from the rafters are floating around just shooting slime at oh, people. No. Um, wait, wait. One wait a minute. <clears throat> did, did you say that the um that the Maple Leafs were playing the Canadians? Yeah. Is Maurice Richard just, like, going around bitching people out? <laughs> this is not how hockey was played in my day! <laughs> Former players, both living and dead, who happen to be on hand for the festivities, are all there in some capacity. Oh, my God. As you notice, several of the uh, hockey player jerseys that happen to go floating by the camera, you notice people such as John Cordick and Hap Day, both very beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're like... Huh. Well, didn't see that one coming today. <laughs> First thing that comes to Philip's mind is, shoot, I gotta go get some autographs. <laughs> Peter Mansbridge. Another time. <laughs> Peter Mansbridge comes on and goes, uh, we're sorry, Canada, we interrupt this broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada to bring you I don't quite know what. Um, he looks at the camera, looks left, looks right, looks up. Um, here's Roe Davenley. Um, and he probably <laughs> cuts the feed. Peter Mansbridge really lost his composure for once. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I've met Peter Mansbridge. That man never loses his composure. To be fair, you know, ghosts will do that to someone. And the hockey nets are eating people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Is there any kind of service road that I can take to, like, get there quicker? You could hit the cherries. 
then um, well, let's do that. All right, so let's light you, it up. All right, you flip on Ecto One's cherries. People automatically assume you're some kind of a service vehicle, and uh, the the roads eventually start parting ways. You'll be there in just a couple of rounds. Okay, we switch back scenes to the ACC with Doug and Crazy Bob. So you guys are you literally like I said just watched. Don Cherry walk away with the ghost of Gordy Howe to go have a chat. And Ron McClain is sitting, getting slimed by God knows how many other undead hockey players. What are you guys going to do? Um, okay, so Doug is just calmly. We got the proton pack, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got one proton pack from downstairs. Did you wear yours in? Sure. Okay, so you've got your older version. Uh, Doug happens to have one of the newer versions that, that got sent up from New York a couple of years ago. So as you do this, you notice that the concession stands are now starting to move. Any stand that can sell hot dogs is making its making their way towards you. Okay, um... Crazy Bob's going to put his PKE meter away. Okay. Um, <laughs> because it, it's kind of pointless at this point. <laughs> so as you put away your PKE meter, can you roll me a moves roll? So in Ghostbusters, you have ro- you have moves, cool, muscles, and brains, which are your four tra- which are your four attributes, and um, then there's traits under that. Do I add the ghost die, or is that simply just one of my dice? That's just one of your dice. Okay, uh, okay you got, I got a, a fifteen. All right, so you managed to dodge out of the way of a virtual minigun of hot dogs go shooting past your face. They managed to hit a ghost that was behind you and manages to disperse that ghost into a pile of ectoplasm. So fun. So I'm actually <laughs> just looking up Ghostbusters uh, classification of ghosts right now. <laughs> Those are uh, some spiritual hot dogs. Yeah, you are surrounded by a lot of of class two manifestations, probably a lot of focused ones because they are focused here at the, at the, uh, ACC. Yep. We're looking at some class two psychokinetic apparitions right now. (laughs) Doug is very calmly explaining the difference between, uh, different, Aspects of a ghost to Ron McLean while otherwise doing nothing. <laughs> I just oh, okay, go Doug, I'm gonna ask you to do something now. Uh, I need you to take out that wand on the back of your proton pack. This See one? the little yellow flip switch on it? Got it. Uh, I start like shooting. I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I guess he's already got it. Okay, so <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll uh, you know, I didn't mean to. And, um, All right, Tom. It- so you reach behind your back, grab your neutrino wand, and are you just going to start shooting wildly, or are you aiming yeah, at anything like, specific? As he's explained to uh, me, like I um. I skip forward several steps and just start pressing buttons and it starts going and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, then roll me your brains roll. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm um, see if you don't fire boson darts at people. What exactly is a boson dart? Anyway? A boson dart. What a what a boson dart is. It's basically it's a different type of of particle. It does more damage on a successful hit. The problem is it can overload the, the like uh, proton pack, if you fire two in a row, you can shut your pack down for three or more rounds. If you roll a ghost, you can break your neutrino wand. So because Doug rolled so herpaderp. Uh, well, that was the highest roll I could have possibly made. <laughs> yeah. So you fire a boson dart and you manage to cook an entire roll or an entire rack of pizza, pizza, frozen pizzas. Before they explode over everything, but you managed to scare away a ghostly vendor that was hiding underneath uh, one of the uh, concession stands. Another one of your blasts goes wild, takes out one of the uh, hot dog carts near you, and another one of your random blasts goes a little bit wild and sears 
um, a couple of like um, banners in the arena. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nice shooting, Tex, but um, maybe maybe we aim next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 sure, boss. So, Dawn, where, where I am I aiming see at? See any ghosts? Oh yeah, you can see tons. You see ghosts of what you think are maybe fans that have died and have come back to the arena. You see tons of undead hockey players. Actually, Picking an undead hockey player. Did they, did they die in the arena? <laughs> uh, uh, a few people have. Like, people like have tripped and fell, had heart attacks, stuff like that. Dodd? Yes. Screw it. We have famous personalities on hand. Yeah, you've got tons of them. I aim for the ghost of Maurice Richard. Okay, <laughs> so you aim, you look through the crowd, you see the ghost of Maurice Rocket Richard. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make my fire weapons check on it. Okay, you roll Let, it. Let's see how this goes. Uh, oh, well, I got a twenty, but I got a ghost as well. Okay, it no. means I succeed. A six, I just succeed in a not too happy way. Okay, so you managed to fire your weapon at Maurice, uh, the Rocket Richard. He gets hit full on by the proton stream. Now, what you didn't notice is. Maurice, Maurice is actually helping get people out of the arena by keeping them calm. As you, as the proton blast hits him, he turns into this monstrously scary-looking monster. Basically, his face turns all gross, looks kind of skeletal. He grows by about five feet, and his hockey pads turn into spikes. Oh. And he's like, Sacre bleu! <laughs> what? I bought her. I don't know French. Shut up. <laughs> well, he does now. Tap her neck, asshole. So, I don't speak like, your Klingon. This, is this actually the ghost of Maurice Richard, or is it some like racist um, English guy <laughs> to be him? You, I have Aww. no clue. I hate you. Um, <laughs> it would appear that he's be transformed from a class four into a class five. We may have a problem now. <laughs> So as you guys are watching, basically, the entire arena panic. Um, what are you guys going to do? You've managed to shoot at two ghosts and piss both of them off. I'm going to point my wand thing at uh, Maurice Richard and start shooting. Okay, roll me your moves, which is fire weapon. Okay. Yeah, if you have the fire weapon trait, Tom, you add three dice. Yes. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay, so you aim yep. your wand at him a little bit more carefully this time and manage to hit Maurice straight on. Um, so that takes three away from his ecto-presence. I think, yeah, so that's three away. And um, let me see. I'm just checking how strong I made these go, so just give me a second. Yeah, plus however much I did to him. Yeah, so actually you completely... You completely... Uh, uh, managed to knock <coughs> the quote-unquote wind out of him, which means if you wanted to fire a containment stream, you and Crazy Bob could. Yes, that's what we're doing next round. We want to capture the ghost of Maurice Richard. Oh, God. All right, so you managed to knock Maurice on his butt. You fire uh, your weapon, uh, Doug, and you manage to trap him in the containment beam. You see the the energy ribbons wrap around him. He's trying to escape. He's screaming something rather unpleasant in French, you assume. Have our neck! <laughs> and we run back to Crazy Bob. You notice Maurice Richard is now trapped in a confinement beam by Doug. Getting the ghost trap under him. Alright, so you manage to grab one from the back of, of the pack, throw it out, roll me your uh, moves again. Is it fire weapons? For uh, uh... I'm, I'm gonna say yes. 23! Awesome. And another one on the ghost. I'm gonna say that's uh, bad. A six is a ghost, though, a right? A six is a ghost. So oh, in this okay. case, it oh, works fine. out well for you. So you yeah, twenty-three. So you whip the trap out. You you swing it over your head like a lasso. You kind of use your you use the power of your wrist. Oh, oh, oh okay. No, no, no. C can I describe this one? Okay, go I for figured it. out if uh, if it, this is a perfect roll for it. I get it right into the net, and when it it goes off. The goal, um, the buzzer for getting a goal goes off as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> eh. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you managed to trap the ghost of Maurice Lachard yes. in the trap. The trap flickers red, 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 then cools off. A little puff of smoke comes out, indicating a successful capture. Woohoo! Now, I want you to roll me 1d6 right now. No roll, so no trait associated with it. To see whether all the ghosts flock to me now. I got a two. You have two more open traps with you. The rest are in your car. Yeah, okay. I was expecting I'd only have one trap with me. So I'm going to say good. everybody carries about three uh, as a standard. Okay, so as you guys are doing that, you could hear the familiar sirens of Ecto-1 somehow piercing through all the yelling and screaming. You also hear uh, over over the uh, the broadcast speakers in the arena, you hear people screaming, help, help, we're trapped in the broadcast center, help! You guys are going to have to do something about that. Speak up! <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess Phil's going to jump out of the car and get into action. Okay. Yeah, if we're there, then yeah, let's let's do it. All right, so you guys tear through the parking lot. You happen to bowl over several giant people dressed as mascots. You knock over the Scotiabank bear and guys dressed as giant hockey pucks. So sorry, as you knock, sorry, sorry, sorry. So as you knock <laughs> these people over, you manage to run through um, some of the crowd there, although you are stopped abruptly by the Toronto police. Oh, shit. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where do you think you're going, buddy? Do you really not want us to go in there right now? Do you have you seen the news? You know what's going on inside there. We need to get in there right away. No, no, no. Hey, I just got word to keep people out. Now, who's why do you have vacuum cleaners attached to your backs? Can I roll cool? I have charm. Absolutely. OK, what would I uh, like? What do I add if I have charm? Like, like You add three, three, three. Yeah. OK, cool. and so, you're going to role play it if you roll well. OK. <laughs> okay. Convince okay, me. so yeah. <laughs> These may look like vacuum cleaners, sir, but and as she's, you know, saying this, she's she's like putting it on, like she's like twirling her hair, everything. She's doing everything she possibly can to like charm these people. We happen to know, oh, we have to be very specific experts on the activity that's going on inside there. If you want, if you value your life, and we value your lives. So if you value them, you will let us go in there and deal with it so that you don't have to put your lives in jeopardy. Agnes manages to convince a member of the Toronto Police Department, once again, upholding the highest ideals, <laughs> that she deserves to be there right here, right now. And we're going to say Officer Joe lets you right on through. And and as she walks by, she just blows a kiss at him and then runs into the fucking arena. <laughs> <laughs> Call Philip, me. let's go! <laughs> Yeah, Phil uh, follows. <laughs> All right, so you guys run inside the ACC. The ACC, it's starting to clear out a little bit now, but as you walk inside, you see hot dog carts are shooting hot dogs at people. Cotton candy has taken a somewhat human form, and there seems to be a golem made entirely of Doritos oh, wandering yes. through the <laughs> lobby. Oh, oh, it notices you. Doritos evolution. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, there is, um, I mean, that looks pretty delicious, but I think we're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, pretty delicious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but Phil- more importantly, I think <laughs> it's supposed to, I don't think if, I don't think Doritos are supposed to do that. So uh, I'm going to pull out my proton pack then. Okay. You pull out your Nutrito wand and, but before you do that, Phil, roll me a, a uh, moose roll. You're going to try and dodge something. Cool. 17 with a ghost. Okay, so what happens is you feel something tug at your feet, and you see a puddle of cotton candy try to hold you to the floor. Now, you're able to get away from it mostly, although 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 your boots are now slick with with like ectoplasm, which will put you at a minus two for rolls until you get a chance to scrape that until you get a chance to scrape that shit off your boot, basically. <laughs> Yeesh. Okay, so you managed to do that. Um, Agnes, you pull out your wand. What are you going to do? 
Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm going to try to um, I'm going to try to catch it. So oh, I don't gonna... actually have a, like what that would be moves, right? Yeah, moves is your uh, typical. Okay. Um, I don't have um, the weapons thing. I have dodge, so I wouldn't be able to. Um, you just use don't. That right now, you right? basically just don't get the three the extra dice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. I should probably wait for Phil to do that, but because my moves are really low. But I'm gonna do it anyways. All right. Let's see what happens. Four. <laughs> okay. You shoot at the Doritos Golem. Your shot manages to graze him. Basically, you get the nice, pleasant aroma of somewhere between Cool Ranch and Sweet Chili Heat. Fills the air as you take as you take off one of the arms of the of the Doritos Golem, which abruptly reforms. Shit! All right. But it looks at you, goes. Oh, now it's mad. <laughs> okay, so uh, Phil, you, I mean, if, if you want, you can do something. I happen to have a ghost trap uh, in my pack, so. <laughs> while, this awesome. is, while this is going on, Crazy Bob and Doug, you hear the unmistakable sounds of proton fire and the unmistakable aroma of nacho cheese. We should oh, probably go address that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll reel in the uh, the used uh, ghost trap. Okay, you managed to sling it uh, to your belt, and you've got one captured Maurice Richard. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you run downstairs onto the concourse with Doug. You see Agnes and Phil fighting what appears to be a giant man made of Doritos, and you also see tons of class two um, class two focused ghosts that are entirely made of cotton candy. There's one made of pretzels and what appears to be a man literally made of hockey sticks. Uh, I'm going to go up and swat the Dorito ghost with my proton pack like a baseball bat. Okay, roll me your muscles. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay, you managed to run up behind this thing, take your... Are you, You're going to hit it with your pack? Yeah, like with the with the wand, at least, like okay. a baseball bat. Okay, so you wind up, take a big swat <laughs> at the Doritos Golem, and you knock its head clean off. Um, <laughs> its head doesn't reform. It looks confused as its head goes flying. Um, what, you are now covered in Cool Ranch chips. But uh, you've definitely confused this, this thing because it didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to just try and put a proton stream right into the middle of it while he has it distracted. All right, roll it. <laughs> try not to hit me. Oh, shit. 27. With a ghost. Oh, with yeah. a ghost. Oh, okay. no, I'm toast. <laughs> All right, so you managed to fire... At the uh, at the golem, I love how on this ghost die I only roll ones and sixes. <laughs> I have rolled nothing other than ones and sixes. So. If this was Star Wars, you'd be set. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so you fire your neutrino wand at it. The blast rips right through the middle of this ghost, narrowly missing Doug. Mm-hmm. However, as you fire through the golem, it manages to cut the wire between Doug's neutrino wand and his pack. Oh no. But it doesn't no. hit but it doesn't hit the pack itself causing it to explode. That would have been if I really, if I'd failed the roll and gotten a ghost. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> bad. That would um, Well, Doug was having more success swatting at the thing with it than using it as a proton pack anyway. I really <laughs> thought someone was gonna tell Doug not to do that, but uh, <laughs> There wasn't um, time. <laughs> I'm going to say that Agnes just puts the wand on her back again and pulls out a ghost trap and throws it underneath him while um, Bob has him incapacitated or like held there, basically. Should I uh, roll for for that? Okay. What is that? Is that moves? That's moves too, right? Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) No. Whatever you were trying to do, no. Um, <laughs> it did not work. The, the, the trap just went all the way across the room. Yeah, basically, you throw the trap, it may land in the, the nosebleed seats eventually. You're not I, sure where it went. was never my, my strong suit, okay? So, Crazy Bob, you're pretty much just sure you watched one of your employees throw a rather expensive <laughs> piece of equipment to, I don't know. <laughs> it might show up, maybe. 
eventually. <laughs> I'm sure it'll make some kid a nice toy. There was a, so there long was as he doesn't look directly into it when he opens it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the trap, Ray. Um, <laughs> oh, this is painful. <laughs> Phil, you're going to have to, like, pull something out of somewhere, even though I know you're slowed right now. <laughs> you know, man. <clears throat> because I clearly cannot throw for shit. Yeah, I guess I'm going to try with my proton accents. That's helped a lot so far. Um, <laughs> is that just moves? Yep, or? yep, just moves. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. you managed to pull out your wand. You managed to draw a bead directly on the Doritos Golem, and you're just going to fire? Yeah. Okay, so once again, this huge energy blast just rips right out of your pack, hits the Doritos Golem right in the middle, cuts the thing right in half. The half does not grow back. It's still very much alive, but it's, well, it's half the man that it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are you, all right, so now it's weekend. What are you guys going to do now? Okay, well, are, we're still going to have to trap this thing, aren't we? Uh, yeah, do I do I at least, like, have it contained at all, Dodd, or...? Uh, probably another two hits should do it. Okay, well, he, here goes nothing. <laughs> um, do I have any traps, or do I just have my proton pack? You would have one trap on the pack, okay. uh, as of for sure. Ha, huh, okay. 25, it didn't get a ghost. Okay, and you're trying to just kind of weaken this thing? Uh, yeah, we can contain it. Okay, Bob, so what you do is, because you're pretty sure it's relatively weak, you fire a boson dart at it. The boson dart expands into this huge energy ball, flies out at it, hits it, and manages to disperse this thing enough where it basically reforms into one very small bag of Doritos, <laughs> that jumps around on the floor, but is caught in a containment beam. Aw, it thinks it's people. <laughs> I almost want to take the living bag of Doritos home with us. <laughs> As a mascot. <laughs> we already have the bucket. I think this is somehow superior to the bucket. <laughs> okay. Right, if, I, if nobody's going to pick it up, then Agnes is going to I'm going to take the uh, trap out of my um, uh, proton pack then, and I'm going to smack the bag of Doritos with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take your Neutrino wand. Oh my God, you people are such gomers. <laughs> <laughs> and you take a whack at the Dorito pack. Uh, am I God. rolling moves? Yeah, roll it. Uh, 13. You succeed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, Tom? You tell me. <laughs> well, I, I I guess I squash it with a, <laughs> with a trap. <laughs> You should probably take it with you just in case. I mean, if you're not, then I'm gonna. Well, okay. Well, let's say that I pinned it down with the trap when I oh, smacked it. Yeah, you pin it down to the trap. <laughs> you hear its pitiful, crushy Dorito-like screams <laughs> as it crushes into a mix of Doritos and ectoplasms. You now, what you hear from coming from the actual ice area, you hear this just gigantic roar. This unearthly loud roar. Shit. What All are right, you going to well, do? I'm going to not even hesitate and run towards it. Yeah. I'm going to let her run first, though. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him. I'll follow. <laughs> All right. So as you guys rush out, you guys head outside. Or sorry, not head outside. You head, you head deeper into the arena. You see the ice area. The ice area has now turned from black to... It's almost like something's trying to form out of the ice. Everybody roll me a brains roll. <laughs> I'm going to assume my brains trait of accounting doesn't apply here. Um, I have occult. Can I roll that? Yes. Okay. 13. And I'm still up to minus two. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Tom, that, wait, wait, that's wait. Just Your character is a master's in yeah. physics, Tom. I got 34. And you have a brains of one. <laughs> He's very focused. Um, He's very if if it's related to physics, I get a bonus three days. That is true. He's just a well. Dirty. It doesn't matter. Tiff got a thirty-four. I got a thirty-four. So okay. So you look, you look at just the way things seem to be unfolding because a lot of stuff seems to be animated. This doesn't seem like a traditional haunting. Like there's something very much out of the ordinary for this. As you do that, you notice looking up in the rafters. You're almost certain you see a person, but you're not 100% sure. 
You guys, there's something up there. Or someone up there. As would you, it be seem would it seem like a ghost or an you're actual not, like you're okay. not entirely sure, but there's something not entirely human about the way that it's moving either. Okay. As you notice that, you see the figure up there wave its hand, a little yellow light shoots out, and part of the jumbotron crashes down to the ice below. Oh shit. So as this happens, all of a sudden, once again, you hear another giant roar, and the ceiling just starts raining down green slime. Oh, shit. And you uh, feel awesome. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> the entire crowd, anybody that's left in the arena, just starts laughing and just smiling, and any anything that was animated in the arena just drops. Just stops moving. The nets that had the goaltenders spits them out. Everything is just covered in green slime right now. Even Don Cherry and Ron McLean come out from underneath the arena and they're just happy. They're happy. They're holding hands. They're thinking, oh man, how are you guys? Isn't it great that we're here? I'm great. I'm great. Isn't life just awesome? Is the green covering us too? Oh yeah, you're totally okay. covered in mood slime. Okay. Uh, now, bonus. because you Did rolled, do it? because you rolled your occult, you know this is the positively charged mood slime. Okay. Bob, roll me your brains. Wait, is this our mood? This is our mood slime, isn't it? You bet it is. It's come to our aid. Yep. And you also realize something. Roll me your brains. This is our entire. Does my accounting factor into this? Is this our entire yep. supply? Yep. I don't even need to roll for this. We're ruined, aren't we? You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> 23. Given the volume of slime it would take to cover this much, you've probably blown through at least half the years. We're ruined. So <laughs> that means any franchises west of Chicago maybe should out of luck this year unless they're willing to pay a huge premium for slime. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> okay, so Bob, Bob, because he's in a good... Because the mood slime puts him in a supernaturally good mood, is just laughing and slapping people in the back. He's like, "We're ruined. <laughs> it's hilarious. We're ruined this year." So, so would we win, Except boss? I could sell it at a premium. We're gonna be rich this year. <laughs> I'm gonna find. <laughs> I need more water. I'm losing the Gilbert Gottfried voice. Okay, <laughs> so as the mood slime rains down from the ceiling and all the supernatural entities in the building eventually just leave, you guys are ex- you guys exit the you guys exit the building and are immediately swarmed by CBC reporters, radio reporters from every station in town. They're shoving microphones in your face. They're going, "What the hell was that? What okay, what guys, the hell just guys, happened?" I hold up the bag of Doritos and like I got um, it. <laughs> uh, Crazy Bob holds up the uh, the ghost trap that has Maurice Richard in it. This you know it's got the little wisp of smoke coming out of it. It's glowing. It's got the you know glowing green lights. Now what we had here was a spontaneous appearance of Class Two vaporous entities, which we the Ghostbusters have captured and neutralized. Meanwhile, while every while he's explaining all the science, Agnes is literally just like eating up the attention because she's all about the fame. So like every single, she's just totally happy that all this attention is on her. So as you guys are exiting, oh, yeah, Crazy Bob gratuitously pimps out, of course, his used furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> you do a start. You do a such start passing uh, cards out to the crowd. As you come out, you also notice the cameras abruptly turn off you as you notice uh, Mayor John Tory come out and Deputy Mayor Norm Kelly, along with uh, a couple other councillors from the city who are there, obviously, as representatives of the city on, op- on op- opening night. One of the questions that immediately comes to mind is, did you know this was going to happen? Why was there so much mood slime here? What happened? And John Tory's like, uh, we have an agreement with the... Uh, Ontario Ghostbusters to supernaturally protect the city should such any events occur. Unfortunately, tonight there was a problem with the uh, Norm. Um, Norm <laughs> Kelly steps up to the mic. He's on, he says, what, uh, 
what Mr. Marin means to say is tonight there was an unfortunate uh, supernatural occurrence, and um, uh, no, for, no, no further comment. We'll Crazy talk to you guys Bob on Monday. Sidles up in front of Norman Kelly as he's kind of stumbling, and we had to deploy the mood slime in order to neutralize some of the ghosts. The all the crowd just kind of falls silent. They look at you. He's like, Mr. Complensi, do you speak for the mayor's office? Norm Kelly's like, nope, 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 nope. That's none of that. Nope. nope. <laughs> He's like, we'll have further comment on Monday morning. Good night. And uh, go leave go. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor and Norm Kelly and several of the counselors all have, they're like, come here. Come here. Um, so they pull you off to the side. John Tory's like, Bob, I hope you've got a really good explanation. That broadcast went out international. We've had enough problems this year. I can definitively say that the haunting was not our fault. Technically. He's like, look. No, no, not technically. Definitively. It was not us. I sat down and had a conversation with Hap Day. Hap Day's been dead for like 10 or 15 years. Can you care to explain that to me, Bob? This is a new building. Why is a new building haunted? Maybe it's the teams that are haunted. (sighs) Look, (laughs) I'm going to have a lot of questions to answer come Monday morning. And I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to say to these people. But I'm almost 90% sure they're going to come asking for my head on this. So tell you what, why don't you and the rest of your associates here meet us here, Toronto City Hall, Monday morning. Let's have a conversation. Come in through the back, through Rob's doors, if you catch what I'm saying, (laughs) and we'll have a quiet conversation decide what we're going to do. Let's just say things are not exactly looking happy for us right now, but we've weathered worse. We will weather worse again. We can deal with this. Mr. Kelly will see that you're compensated for your services tonight. With that, you I, see- I love compensation. <laughs> so you, um, you know, Norm Kelly pulls out the city of Toronto checkbook, writes you a small check and goes for services rendered. Plus a little, please don't talk to the goddamn media again, money. And <laughs> abruptly tells you guys to go home for the night. So, um, what are you guys going to do now? The ACC has mostly cleared out for the night. You see the news crew from CBC start to pile out all covered in mood slime. Everybody's in a ridiculously good mood. In fact, you're pretty sure there's going to be several dozen babies born tonight because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say we have a drink because that's the only thing I can think of to do right now. I mean, we should probably do some work, but I'm honestly in way too good a mood to worry about it right now. Um, Everybody roll me your brains. Uh oh. Oh, I rolled a ghost. <laughs> Doug decides drinking is yes. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen, okay. All right, Cam. Fifteen. Cam is rolled a fifteen. And finally, Crazy Bob. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, what am I rolling? Brains. Brain. Is my accounting factor into this? No. Thirteen. <laughs> Okay, so Agnes, you get the ideas. If the entire event was broadcasted on CBC, that means the entire event was broadcasted, which means any evidence would show up on tape somewhere if something weird started happening in one particular place, which means everything, any evidence you need is in the broadcast truck. Hmm. If there was anything to find. Okay, so as she, after she uh, suggests going for a drink, her face kind of falls and she thinks for a minute and she says, you know, I, I think I think we might have to check the broadcast before we celebrate anything because I have a feeling that any evidence we could use might be on there. Does anyone know where the, the truck would be? Would it be like pretty, like in... in oh, it, like, it would, would be pretty... You'd probably have to go back inside to go to the broadcast center. Okay. But the truck would also be outside, too. So you've got two choices. 
Doug is drinking a beer and he accidentally <laughs> dropped a napkin into the cup and didn't even notice as he was drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, at this point, I think it's probably going to be easier to get into that truck than it is going back into to the arena. But at the same time, if we go back into the arena, we'll have less people watching us as, as we try to break in there. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hmm? Hmm? You're the brains behind this, Bob. I mean, brains in quotes. I'm, I'm sorry. I've only been half paying attention while I run numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Phil? What do you think? I think we should go back inside. All right. Well, something's something's wrong with this drink. <laughs> God damn it, Doug. Okay, she just she just storms back into the arena and goes up towards the broadcasting center. Cause clearly I'm going to once again follow her. Okay, <laughs> let me lead just in case there's anything dangerous going on. Okay, so, yeah. I recommend that you should storm in boobs first. Boobs <laughs> <laughs> first. Okay, so you guys managed to uh, get inside the broadcast center. You come inside, um, you notice a lot of the equipment's been damaged, and not necessarily by the slime either. It's almost like something went in through here and blew, blew everything up from the inside. Hmm. Like, electronically somehow. Roll me, everybody roll me your brains again, except for Doug. Oh. <laughs> that beer's hitting you pretty hard, buddy. Doug's like, I like cheese <laughs> and pudding. Because I, I have an idea. Hold Dr on. Drinking is yes. <laughs> drinking is yes. Hold on. Derek, you uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Roll. He did? Yeah, okay. I got a, um, an eight. I got an eight. Okay, so Agnes, once again, She's being the brains of the outfit. Um, <laughs> brains and the boobs. You kind of you notice, uh, as you look around there, that um, not all the optical media was taken. Like, basically, there's probably a couple of hard drives still kicking around, but there uh, does seem to be uh, some of the camera's internal flash drives are still there. So you could probably grab those. Okay. Um, I do as such, and uh, in in like a hasty manner, so that we're not caught inside there. Because I'm sure people are going to be coming back in pretty soon. Yeah. So you do as such. You also uh, hear something uh, behind you. Everybody, roll me your moves. Oh or... shit! Wait, can I roll? Can I roll dodge? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I got a oh wow! I rolled five. <laughs> no ghost die, but wow. Thirteen. Okay, so you all manage you all manage to dodge out of the way as you see um, a ceiling tile fall from above you, oh, and uh, a couple of kids fall out. Oh shit! They're like, uh, oh god, um, hi, and stuff. What are, you, what are you kids doing here? Nothing. I don't believe that for a second. I've used that before when I was your age. What are you doing here? Hiding. Is it gone? You know, uh, yeah, cool. They're gone now. Can, but why the how the hell did you guys get up in the the roof? Seemed like a seem seem like a good idea. You know, <laughs> take your kid to work day. We just you know thought we'd hang with our dad. And when dad, anyone else believing this? Dad's you know started covered in the I green stuff. I don't for a moment. <sighs> yeah, neither do I. I think we better. Uh, God, I'm gonna try and get the kids to tell me what they know. Uh, cool. <laughs> And bargain, I'm going to offer them 20 bucks each. Okay, cool and bargain. Okay, there. Uh, so let me make the roll. Okay. 23. 23, Ooh. okay. Damn. Give me a sec here. I'm going to roll them separate. But I'm actually going to roll them on my table here. Because I am using exciting new dice that Ooh. I got from for this show specifically from the good people over at Nerdy Show. Who actually make the updated Ghostbusters role-play game, whose rules we are partially using today, by the way. So, give me a second here. So, they have these green slime dice and an actual ghost die. Awesome. Which is very cool. So, 23 is what they have to beat. Alright, just give me a second. So, 10, Math. 20... They're like 50 bucks. <laughs> Total. Total. 
each. Come on, old man. I'll I'll spot you twenty. Just give him fifty dollars. Fine. What did they roll? Twenty-eight. <laughs> what? Oh, God damn. <laughs> These kids shit. are fucking like, hey, man. street rats. Kids need money. Kids need money for all sorts of stupid crap. Video games and stickers. He takes out his billfold, counting off slowly, painfully. <laughs> 20, 40, 60. All right, yeah, that'll 80. do. <laughs> uh, well, no, he's, he's just getting. They can split those 20s between them, man. He's not breaking a 20 for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So after the money is all distributed, he has some hundred dollars in twenties, and he's yeah. like, "You can split it." So he's like, yeah. one of the uh, one of the kids, one of the boys looks at at the girl and goes, "You do kind of owe me twenty bucks." She's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "All right, what do you guys want to know?" Did you see anything strange up in the rafters? Um. Not really. I mean, we just kind of, like I said, we just kind of came here with our dad's weird shit started happening. We saw something above the Jumbotron at one point. We just assumed it was one of those What did you see? I don't know. Just a person maybe wearing like a cloak or something. I don't know. Or like a really big hoodie. We're not sure. Like, Did it say anything? Well, we were here in the broadcast center. We couldn't hear shit. But uh, I know we saw it because one of the cameras was kind of uh, pointing up at it, though. Which I mean, camera? Uh, points to the one that's closest to Phil. Okay. So um, that's the one we'll take the memory In addition from. to that, yeah. not long afterwards, uh, a couple of guys came through here, started waving around like this little stick thing, and everything in this room just started going nuts. Made this god-awful high-pitched squeal. But uh, that's about it. And the girl's like, yeah, that's about it. I mean, it looked like, I don't know, it was like the size of like a lipstick container sort of thing. And uh, just started making sounds. And then everything just kind of went. I really hope that the hard drives I got aren't corrupted. Then We better get back so that we can analyze this stuff. He's like, yeah, but that's all we know. I mean, if you guys want to want to talk to us again, I don't see why you would. I mean, our dad's names are right here on the broadcast sheet, so. So you're, you're, wait, your your dad works in this broadcast center? He's one of the floor directors, yeah. Uh, we might. Um, you know what, kids? Uh, here's my number. If you remember anything, <laughs> do not hesitate to call me. Only if you promise to wear that top again. <sighs> Kid, you are 15 years old. Call me when you're 25. <sighs> so you're saying there's a chance. Hello, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> He takes it and walks out of the room. The girl follows behind him and goes, Man. <laughs> walks out behind him. Doug right, wipes his face so with the. <laughs> Doug wipes his face with a napkin that's absolutely soaked in beer. <laughs> you clearly don't need a nightcap, so I guess everyone else should come. Since I'm the one, well, I mean everyone else, I guess. But I'll, let's just let's just go back. Let's just go back to the headquarters because I need to like see if there's anything viable on these hard drives. Okay, so we drive back to Hamilton. Okay, so you guys uh, head back to Hamilton, taking uh, the company vehicle as well as uh, Crazy Bob's per- personal vehicle, and uh, you get back there. And what are you guys looking? For on these hard, actually, everybody roll me brains, and we'll see what you guys find. <laughs> Twenty er, again. twelve. Okay, I'm rolling remarkably well when I roll only one d six. Okay, so so Phil's kind of looking across it, and he keeps noticing. Um, he keeps hearing when when the attack happens. He could keeps hearing that high-pitched squeal sound that the, like, kids were, like, talking about. Whenever he hear, hears the squeal sound, cameras either deactivate or they do something <coughs> screwy. Hmm. Which seems oh. to seems to suggest whatever it is, is disrupting the cameras on an electronic level, not necessarily a supernatural level. That's what you can deduce from this. Okay. Um, in addition to that, 
it seems like uh, looking through some of the other footage, because you know how they always shoot stuff downstairs from the locker rooms, or they always have those cameras set up in hallways to mm-hmm. talk to hockey players. It seems like the trouble started in the mood slime area. There were two people uh, walking down there. Uh, there was a man and there was a woman whose uh, faces were relatively obscured, unfortunately, by once again, really big hoodies. Um, they went downstairs, went into the mood slime room, uh, said so you can't quite make out what they're saying, but then they burst out of that room running, and then you see some black caustic slimes start to ooze out from under the door, goes up the walls, and that's within five, ten minutes, that's when stuff starts to happen. That's, okay. Well, that's good to know. That means there's obviously something way more nefarious going on. It sounds like a cult. Yeah, it actually kind of does. <laughs> okay, so um, it's currently like uh, about five o'clock on Saturday on Sunday morning. Now you don't meet with Meritori and his office people until Monday morning at nine. What are you guys going to spend the next day doing? Crazy Bob's does open at ten o'clock on Sundays. I, I gotta sell used furniture. Okay, so Doug's gonna <laughs> so Bob's gonna go to work after a hard night of working. Good man. Like Agnes is gonna drink like half a bottle of vodka and then pass out. Responsible young woman. <laughs> Tom's probably gonna or uh, Doug rather's probably gonna you know sleep off a hangover. <laughs> and one beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a lightweight or not. In the back of the ghostly ice cream truck. <laughs> um, I think Phil's gonna check out the footage again to see if they can recognize anything from those guys in the hoodies. Okay, so I'll say you get three brains rolls to see what you find out. So roll those now for me in order. Okay, seventeen and one ghost. Okay, so the, so the first hour you find nothing. The second uh, hour you find something. Nice. And the third hour, you find nothing. You Once again, your theory of a cult does seem to hold somewhat true, considering the fact that black slime is a corruption of both mind and soul, whatever this stuff is. And it's typically only found around supernatural entities. So the fact that these people could get close to it suggests maybe possession uh, you reference Spate's catalog and Tobin's spirit guide. It's going to take you probably another two days to find out any more information about it. But you're definitely on a path to figuring out what exactly the hell happened. Cool. Okay, so we're going to bring this hour to a close as Chad Broski walks into the office on Sunday morning. Okay. Smelling of Popeye's, not chicken for a change, <laughs> of Popeye's muscle powder and he's like, yeah, dude, it's Sunday morning. Do you lift? It's does, a little Does he loud. walk in possessed by a ghost? <laughs> Only the ghost of the most hardcore workout people you can imagine. Ew. So like any other day, he's irritating. <laughs> but he lifts stuff and he's really good at that. Um, good for him. Good for him. So he's like, boss, saw you on TV last night. Way to fuck up the business. I'm taking my lunch. <laughs> I, I can't well, tell if that was leaves. like a disparaging remark or that was his way of saying great job. Good job. <laughs> As he leaves, Crazy Bob just looks around. He's like, gonna really have to get around to firing him one of these days. <laughs> you can try, but I'm the only one that knows how to fix your chair. Damn. <laughs> and with that, that brings to a close the first hour of Ghostbusters Now Hiring Gear on Terrible Warriors. Big thanks to NerdyShow.com who helped supply us with some of the new supplies for the new Ghostbusters uh, role-playing game. You can check out their website, which is NerdyShow.com slash GBRPG. You can check out the franchise kit, which I actually gave Derek his official, his official franchise for uh, Terrible Warriors. I have the other one hanging in my office right now. And uh, you can get the updated rules for like the slime blower, the dark matter shotgun, the slime blower, etc., etc. And they also have a podcast, which I think is called Ghostbusters Resurrection, where they do their own playthrough 
of uh, their own Ghostbusters franchise. So be sure to be checking that out. I'll be talking a little bit more about this on a uh, botched roll, I'm sure, sometime in the future when I talk about licensed RPGs. So until next time, we have been... I'm Derek Bard from Chase of the Muse. I'm Tiffany Fonsolo Compton. I'm Doug. Okay. <laughs> I'm Doug. I'm Doug. Cameron Dunn. And I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeeks.net saying, who are you going to call? Doug. Hopefully not Doug. (laughs) Doug. Terrible Warriors is released under a Creative Commons license and is available every Monday and Thursday. And on Thursday, we return to Edmonton with Derek the Bard and his Bardonians in Mutant City Blues. And next Monday, we return to Steve Saylor's Matrix Extraction as we continue to unravel the mysterious mysteries that are... I don't want to spoil anything. Have you, You've caught up on it, right? Catch up! Check us out at TerribleWarriors.com where you can see a list of all of the adventures we've ever done. We're up to like 51 campaigns now. It's crazy. And of course, you can support us. At TerribleWarriors.com, you can click on the Patreon button or you can go to Patreon.com slash TerribleWarriors. Let us know what we're doing on Twitter. At DiceWarriors is the handle. Today's Terrible Warriors have been Mike Dodd, Tom White, Derek Burrow, Tiffany Ann Compton, and Cameron Dunn. Campaign album art by Steve Saylor. Music by Kevin McLeod. Audio production by Justin Eacock. And until next time, thank you for listening to the Terrible Warriors.